This week, we dive into an alien swarm-soaked sequel as everyone's favorite winter wonderland is invaded by crab-like roaches. And the only daikaiju able to take on this intergalactic threat is one humongous turtle who just so happens to be the guardian of the universe. This is Kaiju vs. History Gamera 2 Attack of Legion. Welcome back to Kaiju vs. History. This is your Brewery Warehouse Guard, Miles, and joining me is literally 1,000 alien critters swarming all of this podcast, Patrick. Patrick, how you doing? <laughs> I just served the queen, Miles. <laughs> just just belief cutting, anting my way through this podcast. Yes, indeedy, we are talking about 1996's Gamera 2, Attack of Legion. The, the movie so nice they named it twice <laughs> right <laughs> got a nice little subtitle there and like the rest of the gamera heisei trilogy directed by shisuke kaneko and written by um kazu nori ito and basically you know all three of these movies have a lot of the same folks behind them and they did very well so they kept making them and this one came out just one year after the Gamera Guardian of the Universe film, right? Just one year after? I think so, yeah. So that one came out in March of 1995, and here we are a little over a year later, July of 1996. With Which, Attack I mean, as we talked about in the Guardian of the Universe episode, you can't blame them. This movie was a big hit, critically, commercially. This is... Honestly, this this trilogy, as we said last time, this is the reason we really talk about Gamera. Yeah, I feel like these movies helped cement Gamera as a cultural kaiju to talk about. Because, I mean, you have you have the Showa era and I mean, it's good. We have a lot of fun with them. But I think to really cement the legacy, you needed something that was wholly excellent. And Mm -hmm. the the Heisei era really starts to deliver this. Not to put a spoiler on how we feel about this movie. Yeah, um, well, I mean, you, you know, we're living in a world where we're not going to talk about it for a few years, but that is now post Gamera Rebirth in the the animated series, which yeah. amazing. Did you get to finish it yet at this point? I have not finished it yet. Um, oh, I am almost done. And yeah, it's it's awesome. I really it, hope it's a hit. The um, the Twitter reactions saying that it was better than Singular Point. I was like, how can that be? How is that possible? And then I got to the end of the series. I was like, oh, it's really good though, man. They did a great job. Look, I'm I am loving it. I it it's still not Singular Point for me, and I don't yeah. think it's going to get there. Um, as much as I'm enjoying it, it's um, right. I'm gonna I'm gonna save. You know, uh, I'm probably gonna watch it a few more times before we get to it on the yeah. The podcast, I mean, I, I, it's I, really I might short. too. It's only and six we might episodes. Have, by the time we get there, we might have a second season of Singular Point. I yeah, keep hearing rumblings, but yeah, this, uh, which this, which like, spoiler alert, that's one of my favorite Godzilla things ever. I love Singular Point. <laughs> yeah, Singular Point was really good. Um, but yeah, this movie and the Heisei series of Gamera films in general are 
you know, that's what we have to thank for <laughs> anything. For the legacy Gamera of Gamrock to out. me, I think. Exactly. Um, so and, before we... Before, uh, and kaiju movies in general, you know? Just I mean, it's certain... I, I, would, I would definitely say that these certainly helped. Um, and and honestly, we'll talk about it as we get into the 2000s and mm. especially the post-millennium uh, era um, because I think there's a lot of films that do contribute to the kaiju canon, whether they meant to or not. Mm. And then there's some that, that do contribute, that meant to contribute, but I think their their legacy gets kind of muddied and it, they, it shouldn't be. Mm-hmm. Um but before before we get to any of that, let's 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 stick to Gamera two right now and tell us, Patrick, what is in a title? Because there's a lot. <laughs> yeah, see. yeah, it, it does get abbreviated as G two in a few places, but Gamera two is in you know the the Japanese poster and and things like that. The original title in Japanese is not Attack of Legion, but Advent of of legion or um some some of the translations were assault of the legion so you'll see that in in a few places as well um gamma versus legion was one of the proposed translations for the the japanese title the japanese itself was gamma su um region shurai which i think is legion's assault or, or something along those lines but uh, it's so interesting because Ni is Japanese, is the number two in, in Japanese. So the, the, it is very much the like sequel to in the, the title and the <laughs> poster. And yeah, not, not much else besides that. There is some discrepancy because you'll see this in a few places listed as Attack of the Legion. The, the international and DVD Blu-ray releases can't agree with that either but it's we're, we're going with attack of legion for simplicity's sake gamma 2 attack of legion to where what you'll see it mostly listed as including on your wikizillas mm-hmm. and Wikipedia. yeah it, it, it's uh, kind of funny because even even though it's it gets the name like when you watch the when you watch it on Screenbox or amazon which are using the the arrow mm-hmm. hd um transfer it still has the english advent of legion on the screen yeah uh, like, but but like but like behind the english attack of legion subtitle that pops up on your screen <laughs> which is interesting because i don't think this got english theatrical releases i think it, it, i don't it know if it had a theatrical release it i think it did get like a home release yes a video release but a, i want to say a few years later I don't think it came out in the U.S. Yeah, until it, it was. It was. Uh, oh, yeah. I think you're right. It was around 2003 when ADV put it out. But th- that was around the time they were putting out a bunch of stuff, and that was like the big anime DVD boom era. Yeah. And um, so they were putting out a bunch of stuff, and that's that's when a lot of those Asian um, media companies were doing really well, um, or or ones that were distributing Asian or specifically Japanese and Korean films to the states like your palisades doing the the tartan asian extreme horror films whether that felt under horror or not mm-hmm. so like your old boy and the mr vengeance films are on there um so this this would have been around that time too so that that does make sense for us to get it about six years later um because here i don't think we really began to appreciate gamera as a people until the internet age 
Yeah, like yeah, in the states and, and, and uh, getting getting access to the Heisei films. Yeah, and I was blissfully, or I guess I should say, painfully unaware of these growing up. Still watching the Showa movies, and I mean, even having access to the Heisei Godzilla films when we did, still these were yeah. a far cry. Did not hear of these movies until much later. It's it's ridiculous because they are just so good, Miles. So very good. Uh, before we yeah. got off the the title too far, one thing we will talk about in in the movie is the kind of religious context or subcontexts in the film that starts with the title card of the movie because the, the big old cross, <laughs> the me uh, kanji character in Gam. Mira it is forms a cross on on the the screen and of course the the legion is a a, a reference to the the biblical legion mark 5 9 um but which was so wild for me that they really pulled that one because that one's mostly commonly associated with demonic possession yeah um yeah. And and is specifically used in Blatty's Exorcist. Not if not the first one, it's definitely in the book Legion, which the third film is based on. Um, yes, that makes so, uh, it makes more well, sense for for when, that film and kind of when like that a one, malevolent when, when entity. That, when that one army guy is like saying that, and then basically like mansplaining the the the, the Bible to this other character, mm-hmm. I was just like, what is happening right now? But yeah, um, <laughs> I thought it was it was fun that it's from the get go in this movie. And maybe some of that takes inspiration from the the popularity and the prior years television release of Neon Genesis Evangelion a show. We didn't talk about here on the podcast because we are going to talk about the theatrical releases of the the TV show and then end of Evangelion. But it had a huge cultural impact in Japan that that show, and mm-hmm. um, there there is of course crossover between the the production of the film and the the anime. But yeah, yeah. Besides that, that's that's mostly what we have for the the title, the the poster. Um, pretty amazing for this movie. What happens in this movie, Miles, is we get more Gamera stomping around, destroying <laughs> destroying this time. An alien threat, a, a female alien threat too. I think one of three female villains that Tamara has has gone up against in yeah his his bouts. So yeah, we we get we get kind of a, it feels like a very standard kaiju story where you got you know a meteor shower and the first appearance of these creatures that are kind of killing people alien style. Honestly, like the the little crab like mini creatures feel very destroyal yeah and um, this, this is a year after destroya came out and i'm fine just getting more of that because i love that movie so yeah, I much mean, <clears throat> i'm not i'm not against it but i'm also like okay i see what you did here <laughs> um yeah yeah there's there's some scenes that feel straight lifted out of destroya when the 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 army gets down in the subway system and the yeah, Legion soldiers are like coming out of the walls, <laughs> going for them. It felt very reminiscent of that film, but here they don't form into a, a giant monster, but they 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 have a giant queen Legion who right is is referenced in a lot of the behind the scenes material as 
Mother Legion, but also a lot of people call it the Legion Queen. Um, and yeah, that's that's who our Gamera gets to fight in some of the bloodiest battles that that we get in in this series. Some some real yeah. brutal stuff, including it's yeah. it's it's brutal, and then. <laughs> And you get like a kind of a silly scene where like the blood's coming down the window as the character's looking out. And, yeah, it, it, it reminded like, me of the ooze from yeah, you know, Ninja Turtles. Or, or like I felt like they were on Family Double Dare. <laughs> and I was like, oh man, because like, yeah, the scene, the fight scenes are brutal. And Gamera's always, always been willing to to spill some blood. Like even even from back in the Showa era, like that that kaiju has bled before anyone else did. <laughs> um, but. Yeah, I, I think some of that does get a little ruined here when you see like spraying on the 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 buildings, which initially conceptually is a great idea. Yeah, but I I, I, I feel like that the the way it's done at first is not clear because I thought oh maybe they're just like he squashed a bunch of legions. I you know? I thought that's what it was at first because we don't really get to see the the damage that was done to Gamera by right uh you know hundreds of these creatures I guess biting or stabbing him. But yeah, the the fact that that's yeah that's his blood and not these aliens' blood. Well, that wasn't as clear. But it's you know kind of sad that I mean, Gamera just takes such a beating over the course of this trilogy, and it, it gets bloodier from here on out. <laughs> um, but you know, some pretty messed up stuff happened to Gamera in the Showa era. So this is really yeah. in line with that. You know, all the impaling and stabbing and slicing that happened to to the to the big turtle this movie does throw some some pretty big loops in i guess kind of the the standard array because the camera gets beaten a lot and it's not just these bugs but the bugs are equated to the leaf cutter ants a colony of ants that kind of use this fungi they like cultivate this fungi and and grow these their colonies and the creatures in this movie that come to earth on this meteor uh also have a flower that they create and it is very much a callback to the ultra Q episode with the, the mammoth flower. But yeah, halfway through the movie, we get a, a, a destruction of a city that is on a scale. We haven't really seen before in almost any Kaiju movie up till this point, we get the equivalent of an atomic bomb in the film. When one of these, flowers is destroyed and and kind of goes critical which i thought was really interesting it's one thing that always shocks me about this this movie is you know buildings get destroyed but you rarely see cities like oh yeah they they decimate sendai and and i was like man so my one connection to sendai is kind of hilarious um so listeners of the podcast may or may not know, depending on how familiar you are with uh, our prior shows and or our Discord, my favorite band of all time is Green Day. And they mm-hmm. have a live EP from Japan, ironically called Tune in Tokyo, despite the fact that no tracks off that record are taken in Tokyo. Most <laughs> of it is filmed in Sendai with, I think, um, one track in Fukuoka and the other ones in Osaka. Um, so someone at Warner just, oh, they're in, they're in Japan. We're going to name that for Tokyo. Um, Gotta go for the alliteration in that title. But most of it's in Sendai and 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 Billy Joe actually converses with the people of Sendai quite frequently in that live out, that live so TV. You, so you know where he's at. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so like when they keep talking about Sendai and I'm like, oh, I do know this place. <laughs> 
Well, it's one thing I want to talk about in the kind of historical context and relevance of this film is so many kaiju movies do take place in Tokyo. And if they're not in Tokyo, they're in the second kind of largest city of Osaka or, you know, uh, somewhere nearby in 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 that kind of realm. Yeah. So it's very interesting. A, a Sendai representation and destruction here. But also the movie kind of starts in Hokkaido on the largest northern isle. And we see the city of uh, Sapporo, which, you know, known for its beer, but is the largest city north of Tokyo. It's it's huge. So it is is really cool that we get over the course of this movie, like a full kind of tour of eastern Japan. East and northern Japan with Yeah, it it was really cool. Plus, I mean when when Sendai gets I mean it's been evacuated, but when it gets obliterated, like it does kind of remind me a little bit of and <clears throat> judging from the amount that Toho was taking from American science fiction, I got flashbacks of the nuclear blast from T2. Right, right. Yeah. The 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 face that camera makes getting obliterated. It, Very that, similar to Sarah, to Sarah it Connor. It does look like Sarah Connor, yeah, in the face. But, but, but how is the city, which is oh. honestly one of the best blast scenes I think I've seen in kaiju history at this point. It's, it's so incredible. Good. I mean, it's one of the best ever. And it, it is shocking the first time you see that on film. You're like, oh, wow, they, they're really going all out for this film. The, the camera is just getting beaten left and right. And unfortunately, we have to mention that this is presaging 15 years later. The absolute destruction of Sendai, which was the closest city, I think, to the epicenter of the 2011 yeah. uh, tsunami and earthquake that, you know, is is definitely the city, I think, that got hit the hardest. But that entire eastern seaboard was was decimated by by the tsunami. Um, I, I was looking through the New York Times um, slideshows of like aerial photos of the city, like before and after you can flip between them. And it is very similar to the destruction, like level that you see here. There's only one or two buildings left and like whole neighborhoods. And it's, it's rough to, to, it's to watch. It's surreal being, being in areas where mass destruction happened. Um, this is not really comparable, but last, last year uh, I was in, um, Fort Myers Beach before that Cat Five hit, like oh, literally yeah. the week before, and they, it wiped out there. the entire area that I was in. The old, like the place I stayed was one of the only places still standing. Mm-hmm. And I was looking at aerial photos and photos that people from the area were taking after they came back to the to the island. Well, I mean, it's it's, it's kind of an island, um, and I mean the pier. The, there's a picture of of me and my fiance on the pier at Fort Myers beach, that pier has gone. Like yeah. all that's left are a couple of, was a couple of um, foundational borders. And it's, it's like I said, it's not, it's not comparable, but it's always surreal to see things before and after a massive disaster, because you can't really conceive of the destruction. Like mm-hmm. it's, it's something that like even watching all these movies, and we and we've lived through a lot of natural disasters and, and crazy things that have happened and terrorist attacks, and all, all that stuff. But like it's it's very difficult to really conceive the gravity of it unless you force yourself to go somewhere where it's happened 
and you, you can at least get some some measure of oh this is exactly what was here and this is mm-hmm. this is how many people passed and it's it's in it's it's wild and so for for um a kaiju film like this to kind of take that seriously and that, and that i think that's the one thing that I, I really appreciate about this film is this this film does does take its destruction very seriously oh yeah for sure and i i don't think they decided to just throw that in the movie lightly i mean besides mm. the plot point it is it is just shocking to see and one of the things that i dinged godzilla versus Destroya on was they just kind of ran out of money and there's no very good reaction scenes to like the monsters traipsing through the cities that he saw stock footage of, you know, yeah. the normal city traffic. Well, people clown on it for d- that. D- d- I ain't off the hook with saving money features for me in this film. Um, <laughs> but I mean, we you get to see a lot of people yes. on the streets this, of this these is cities, kind of which I really I, appreciate. I'm, this is what I, I, as much as I love the Haste of Godzilla films, and I do, this is what I really want to see more of from them. From, from the franchise that birthed the genre that had something to say about what we are doing with nuclear power specifically. And Gamera comes in uh, in their second film in the Haste era. Is, yeah, yeah, we can do that. And I mean, I, I really do think they did something profound with the destruction in this film that is missing from a lot of the kaiju films and and i say that as someone who a hundred percent enjoys your 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 wanton kaiju destruction don't get me wrong i have a good time but sometimes it's good to be reminded oh man you can do both yeah and 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 this this movie does a very very good job of reminding you of that and 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 for that again this is why the gamma trilogy gets such high marks even though this is by me and I think most people concede considered the weaker of the trilogy. This is still an excellent film. <laughs> it's so surprising. Yeah. When you only have three movies, there has to be an odd one out. Some it's some it's, people... it's like talking about the Star Wars trilogy. Like when I was like, oh, what's what's the worst one? I'm like, yeah, well, well let's put an asterisk there. I love all three of these movies, but mm-hmm. something has to be at the bottom. Yeah, there's you know? there's tens and then there's some nines in, in those those movies, and, and it's the same thing with Godzilla and Gamera for sure. Let's talk about some more of the technical aspects of this film, including the the pseudimation for Legion. We have a brand new monster, you know, the 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 first of the Heisei series, really. And we get several aspects. I, I, of I like to call Legion Ibra's Revenge. <laughs> it is is described as both crab and roach like, and it is supposed to be insectoid, but it's got a great alien look to it. The Legion soldiers actually remind me it feels like they took <laughs> elements of them for the um starship troopers bugs i was literally about to say something bugs. about starship Starship troopers yeah yeah but i, I, I love the, the one-eye workers the main enemies for the first half of the film before we get to the mother legion um i don't think you know a lot of people have love for that first cgi encounter where Gamera kind of gets covered by them, but it's at night and it is not as bad I as some other early. It. Yeah, I, I had in my mind a much more palpable reaction. Maybe maybe just the first time I saw this, it, it just wasn't mastered correctly and they've gone back and covered it up. But it doesn't look as bad as I remember. <laughs> I, I, I think it looks fine. Like, I mean, 
Oh, and look, and this is the thing about me. I'm I'm really lenient on CGI. And I've found, I've discovered that about myself when talking to friends, when, when people talk about, oh, the CGI this, the CGI that. Look, as long as the CGI, and even if it does look like it's like a 3D render from 1989, I will give it a pass. <laughs> I literally yeah, just watched like- <laughs> tonight from this from this Halloween season where like the CGI is very apparent, but it doesn't bother me. I don't care if CGI is apparent. Yeah. I care if one, it's an attempt, a genuine attempt. And if it is, and you just don't have money, that's fine. Like, I, I was about I to will, say, wait, wait until 1999's Young Gary until to talk about CGI. And and that's fine. Nice. If it's bad, that's okay, too. Like, it's very I mean, I, short in this, you know, the scene that they use. Because there's no way yeah, to I, show I don't mind the CGI of the scene at all. Yeah. It it works for for what they need to do, and I actually honestly think it's more successful than some of the early Godzilla uses of CGI. But well, the they were lucky that you mostly used like computer simulate simulation <laughs> to show computers. And stuff. Yeah, so, so yeah, so like I, you can give them a pass. I'm like, oh, well, the computers are crap. Um, I'm I'm fine with that. I, I'll tell you what, I wasn't fine with. Um, it's a care. It's a character thing. Um, I I love that our our boy came back, Yukijiro Hotaro. I I hate everything they did with this character, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he kind of becomes uh, a little bit of a joke in in the series. Yeah, and I mean, <laughs> I, I I get it, but I loved his character in the last movie, and I I I, I disliked seeing him become such a joke. Mm-hmm. Um, and honestly, and this this is a mark against the movie. I think it's attempts to create a continuity among its amongst its human characters is very awkward and i don't think the movie succeeds at least this one does not succeed as well in doing that than godzilla did even though it had its own problems because there were plenty of times where i'm like why is she here yeah <laughs> in no, that franchise I, I mean i love miki <laughs> in in the godzilla movies and and the the characters and that the, do reoccur but i feel i do feel like they're more successful in camera at least and i mean um uh, you, you know, say that Asuki. but Asagi is like literally on a ski trip or whatever and then the main the, uh, the other main character just happens to run into her and it's oh, I know you. And yeah, it's just you're the person that has a connection with Gamera. I feel like you would be on a government list. It, like her father was in the military. Yes. So I figure Gamera comes back and they're like, we need the girl with the psychic connection. The fact that she just kind of like tangentially gets involved with the story. I, I just I hate is, that. It's it's a bad decision. It's, for it's sure. a very bad decision. And and they, I think she's... they do more with her towards the end of Revenge of Iris. Um but yeah, th- this movie does fall fluent for some of the characters. But we- we're talking about the 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 costumes and stuff still, Miles. Don't okay. Sorry, 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 sorry. How um, dare you? Because I have I, a I, fun I factoid also... about the Legion um, soldiers. Go for it. Give me the factoid. The there were three different suits, so that's why you probably only see three Legion soldiers on screen at one time. And the the suit actors named them after singers in the 1970s girl band, uh, the Candies, named them Ran Sue and Miki. I like that. That's um, great. No, Ke- not a Kevin amongst the bunch. <laughs> what do you think of the Mother Legion, the the main kaiju suit that we get at the the end of the film? A uh, suit acted by uh, Mizuhu Yoshida and Toshinori Sasaki. Um, I really like it. I think. I mean, despite the fact that, again, I, I made a joke about it, you know, Ibra's revenge. 
<laughs> I think Mother Legion looks awesome. It's a very different kaiju than we've gotten on screen before. And I mean, they, they make her very imposing. Yeah, they're giving her all those extra legs and, and kind of mm-hmm. they feel like spikes and that giant um I want to say shell spike, but that, that that giant it's, it's horn like she's a got. rhinoceros beetle's horn, I think is what yeah. I, I've heard it was the design impetus for it. Um I, I I think Legion looks phenomenal. I I and honestly, so so this this gamma suit still looks amazing. Yeah, I think they've made some upgrades to the the head. I actually didn't even put anything in my my notes about that, but and it we'll, felt we'll see more even, expressive for sure. We'll see some more changes even in Revenge of Iris for the Gamera suit. So we'll, we'll circle back to Gamera, but um, I I'm just so interested in in Legion and this this image I've dropped into our notes here about how it was pseudomated. One of the actors was standing and one was on their back operating the the leg it looks so awkward it it doesn't look like it's very easy to move around in and it's probably why you don't see you know legion running around in the movies because it's one suit actor kind of dragging (laughs) another horse horse head and horse behind style but yeah they they talked about how both Baragon and Gyron were considered as kind of like a, a a protagonist for this movie and they maybe took some inspiration from those monsters, but decided to make an original monster towards the end. But you see influences here from Biolante, the, the the author and, and director of this movie. You know, we're obviously big kaiju fans from the Showa era. So there's inspirations brought from a lot of places. One of them said that they, you know, even took inspiration from Galila <laughs> from the, the Monster X um, film. But I, I was really interested going through the the background, um, the the kind of like magical beams that it fires were said to be inspired from the the giant god warriors in Nazca, the Valley of the Wind. So lots of mm. influences from from all over kaiju films, anime films, things like that. I, I will agree with you. I think it's it's a great, ex, extremely kind of menacing monster build in its you know size difference between it and Gamera and how just you know I think they did a good job making an alien looking creature yeah you know something that they kind of sometimes fail on in these these movies and just make it look like a weird animal <laughs> this doesn't look like it's from planet earth no I I would agree with that and I mean the, the one thing I really appreciate about this trilogy outside of using Gauss in the first one is the fact that that two and three don't reuse Showa era monsters Mm -hmm. yeah and and that's really fun and uh, despite uh, i mean even bringing it to rebirth is yeah they use all the classic Showa monsters and get to see them like in their their you know proper glory but i love the fact like whenever there's an attempt to make something new um yes i'm always going to show up for king ghidra or gauss or something like that but at the same time you give me something new that's always really interesting. And I think it's something that any kaiju franchise should always try to achieve at least once or twice in its, you know, run is sure. We're going to give you, you know, something vaguely similar to the hits, but we're also going to give you something new. And I really appreciate that. Um, you know, they kind of, I mean, I also, I really see a Destoroya influence here because we get the different phases in a sense of yeah. of legion and i i love that like for for an audience member like each time you see 
like Legion kind of leveling up, it's really interesting. And it's a different challenge for Gamera, whether it's, you know, going against the the kind of mushroom thing or the the workers and then Mother Legion. There's all there's all these different things to to put in perspective. And and I really appreciate that. Um, in terms of the monster stuff, I think this movie does almost everything correctly. It does some some crazy stuff too. Like I said, the the callback to Ultra Q having the the Legion flower. I guess you could say it's also kind of like a Biolante callback as well with the the flowers in that film. I like that it is you know it is a challenge for the hero Gamera. It isn't just a another giant suit that he needs to go fight. There's you know things to consider, including the destruction and the the damage toll that it's going to take. It's one thing that I really like about the Gamera Heisei series in particular is also the kaiju for the most part aren't undefeatable or undestructible, invincible monsters because uh, Gamera takes damage and I think Legion takes damage from conventional weaponry and in in parts here. Definitely the Legion uh, soldiers do. Which I enjoy because it's not always fun to see, okay, here here comes, you know, the Japanese Defense Force firing on mm-hmm. something, he does nothing. Like I like seeing that there there is some effectiveness. Yeah. Like it it adds a little bit of the the right kind of realism. Yeah. Like I said, I, I love that episode. That's one of my favorite episodes of Ultra Q. So I was really stoked to see it here. And it, they they show that as a part of the preamble of the new Ultraman movie as well. So it's a it's a good time to <laughs> bring back a, a flower based Kaiju, I guess. Uh, let, let's talk about some of the other cast and crew for for the the series. Um, we, we didn't talk about series writer Kazunori Ito much in the last episode, I think, for Guardian of the Universe, but he wrote a lot of anime films and television series, including some of the films for one of my favorite series, Pat Labor, and in the 2000s goes on to write many of the ad- anime adaptations of Dot Hack, um, the, the, the anime, and that became a very oh, I, I popular series yeah, hack is very huge tv series and tons of movies so he and games uh, and of course we're going to see him he he wrote the third in the gamera heisei trilogy as well so he'll be back uh, along with the the director who directed all three shishuke kaneko um i think they do a great job here i think the monster script side of the script is is very good the mm-hmm. the characters it's just so hard to compare them to the first movie which has my favorite characters in all of kaiju films, you know, <laughs> the, the, the three main characters, maybe, maybe four, if you include the, the, the soldier, um, some of my favorite characters in all of kaiju films, and they're very much glorified cameos. The ones that we do get back, you know, we don't even get all of them back for this film. So it is really hard to tell, um, well, uh, Miki Mizuno who, who plays, um, Midori is is very fun. They just don't give her as much as as our other female leads in the first movie. You know, they give her nothing. Yeah, well, I mean, they just they give so much to, like I said, the the other actresses. It does feel like a, a step backwards, but it feels <laughs> like the human plot is just not a, as big an element of this film as it is in the, it's, the first one. 
and the and the wild thing is it takes up so much time of the movie. <laughs> yeah, like, well, like the, the there's there's first there's enough third characters before in Gamera parts. shows up for sure. Yeah, the the mystery of the comet and what these monsters are that's all through these characters. Yeah, and and the, eyes. I, I think what what sucks for me is I think there's a great human story there. I think the actors are very good. I think their characters are interesting. I think the movie, for whatever reason, chooses not to do very many interesting things with them. There is good scenes. There are good moments. There, <clears throat> for whatever reason, the sum the sum of the parts just doesn't feel right for the human stuff. And that's that's what drags this movie for me is that that part of the movie just doesn't quite figure it out. Yeah, and, and it's not the it's not the actor's fault because they are no, it's they not. are great, great in what they're given. Um, Obitsu played by Mitsuro uh, Fukikoshi is is a very she's know, a standout. She's phenomenal. Um, I'm thinking of that 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 so that, that's the engineer the the guy character that kind of plays opposite of um oh I'm sorry I thought you were talking about uh, um Miki Mizuno Miki Mizuno um, Midori yeah no she's great he's very good and it, well, like yeah, I said he's he's good he's just he's given nothing to do yeah <laughs> yeah well so much of this movie's runtime is, is taken up by. Crazy amounts of kaiju action as well, <laughs> which on one hand is great. Yeah, if like, that's what you're coming for. This is this is a pretty action packed kaiju I just, movie. I just it's one of those things where they just this, this is going to sound stupid, but they just don't quite tie the room together. You know, like, yeah, all the pieces are there, but it's just it's just not quite put together the right way. Um, and, and that that's the thing about this movie for me. And I think that why. So far, it's the lesser of the trilogy. And I and I mean that in capital L, like this movie is still a great kaiju film. Like yeah, it's so funny because in my mind, I had more fun with this one than the original movie. And I've probably seen the, you know, Guardian of the Universe more than this movie, I think. But maybe that's why I just it, it got the first one got a little old to me. This one is great that, like you said, it is just it's so hard because you only can really compare it to the other two movies. Right. And it, it's, man. I, I just love versus Godzilla versus Destroy so much. And I think this one takes so many of those themes. Oh, it absolutely and does. Does sure. it better? You know, does does the science kind of better or like the science fiction, I should say. And and um, yeah, and it it does well with, like I said, an alien kind of threat. This is like the first alien threat that really like feels very alien and feels very threatening. It feels like well, you also have an alien threat that's Earth. not that's not being led by other aliens. There isn't that some is control. Very refreshing. Yeah. And it, it, no, this is just an alien threat that consumes like we, we are here to assimilate and consume. And that I love that. It makes it scary. You know, do you have, um, do you have a favorite scene? In, in I mean, the, not for nothing. This sounds like the most kaiju answer ever, but the destruction scenes are insane in this movie. Mm. As much as Dae tries to save a dime here and there, they know where to spend their money. And in the destruction sequences, specifically the CD destruction stuff, it is top notch. And I'm mm -hmm. talking like in kaiju cinema, top notch. Like I will criticize Dae for nickel and diming. And I will in in the technical aspect of it. But when it comes to spending the money when they need to, 
I, I, I got to give them all the credit. But I think my favorite scene is the destruction of Sendai. I think that is just glorious. Yeah, for lack and it's, of a better term. It's crazy because that's that's before, you know, the Mother Legion really shows up at all. And you have this amazing special effects sequence that is, you know, it's pretty sad if you're a camera fan. Yeah. <laughs> you, you think camera is down for the count for good for that one. But yeah, it, it is is just so amazing that the, the final fight with with Legion is is really good. I actually really like the airport sequence where we get our um the, the the reintroduction of Asaki's character in in the action and a little bit of connection there, but you know, sh- Gamera is like shown it's, very much it's so badly written. Lives. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so hey, badly written. Hey, it's you. <laughs> well, that yeah. not only with that, but like the the whole connection things. You know, the last movie establishes the connection is severed, but she still has the um magical the pendant. little the pendant, yeah, the trinket. I don't know why I want to say trinket. Which breaks when she establishes her reestablishes her connection with Gamera. And it breaks in her hand, which causes her to bleed. And then Midori's, oh, you're bleeding. Yes, Gamera's bleeding. And I'm like, shut up. That's not how this works. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it wasn't in the first movie, but then the. No, but did. I mean, she would have been bodied if she yeah. was bleeding the way that Gamera was bleeding, that, which she is in the first movie. So again, this I wish the human writing was good in this movie. I really do. <laughs> it's. Yeah. It makes me so mad. Also, I love that the side the, the side story is that she and her friend are like going way elsewhere to go on a skiing trip that in some version, her friend wipes out really badly or something because she's on crutches when they're mm-hmm. going back to the, the, the airport. So the trip somehow went poorly. I want to see that movie. I want to see <laughs> I want to see the the American Pie like comedy that, that they were living before all this happened. <laughs> be quite a different film <laughs> just just all these uh cities getting destroyed by monsters and man i'm really glad we're in the mountains right now <laughs> yeah and then here you have the like the japanese remake of out cold um oh goodness yeah. gracious um surprisingly enough this movie doesn't have great marks on your imds your letterbox it's sitting around a seven out of ten seven out of ten on amdb honestly 7. for 4. imdb that's really high yeah i just i i just assume all these movies you know, get get great scores, <laughs> but uh, no, like I said, this, this is the one that's that's not thought of the least, but it's the lesser of the trilogy. To a lot, it definitely gets the most criticisms retrospectively as people are looking at all three of these movies together, and I think that's that's fair for for how you have to watch them. But I just imagine this one coming out and. A year after Destroya, and if you're a big fan of Godzilla, you probably love that movie. And then this movie cranks that up to 11, you know, in, in so much. Oh, of, yeah. Of its its monsterness. And I mean, I, I just would have if I had seen this in theaters uh, <laughs> as a as a teen or oh, tween. I yeah, if it, it, though, if this came out, came out when we were like 11, this would have been insane. I mean, it did. It just not in the U.S. Well, no, no, but when we when we were if it came in the like American theaters when we were eleven and we had seen this in theaters, yeah, it's like the same. It we we had chances to see Guardian of the the Universe probably in some places because Siskel and Ebert got to see it, but they did not review this one, unfortunately. Um, but yeah, for me, I think this is a pretty great sequel and you know, legacy for the film. Of course, there's a third in this film series a sequel to this movie legion doesn't really return i think he's kind of the the monsters are, are retconned 
as because there's more connections between the first movie and Gauss and Revenge of Iris, because the beginning of that movie, I believe, is the end of the first movie. So this one does feel like it has less connective tissue than films one and three. But I think Mm -hmm. this bridges the gap in in a lot of ways in making Gamera even more of a hero in a lot of ways, because he's this is the dark middle chapter (laughs) for sure for Gamera himself. Yeah, Legion doesn't really return, unfortunately, in in any form of of film media, but I think he's unique enough that it really kind of forged a mark on on the series. Honestly, it does feel kind of like a a virus or or some other alien monster like Gyron, like a, just a weird weird creature that would not exist in on Earth kaiju, you know. Um, so I, maybe that's why I like it. Cause I just love guy Ron. I love virus and uh, yeah, let's, let's get to our ratings here. All here, right. Miles. Mm-hmm. Um, what, what's your, your enjoyment rating for Gamera two? So I, I am a little more critical for Gamera two than I am the first. Um, mm-hmm. the, the human stuff is what drags it down for me. I also, and I'm going to talk about this a little bit more in the technical aspect. The cost-saving measures that Dae does implement here um, are really distracting and take me out of the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, despite the fact that it has some of the best destruction in kaiju cinema, despite the fact that the suits look great, or not, I mean, not even despite the fact, this, the suits look great. It has some of the best destruction in kaiju cinema. Iris, is, or no, sorry, uh, Legion is a, or Mother Legion is a great kaiju for Gamera to fight. It is... <clears throat> Very much one of the reasons this trilogy is, I think, required viewing for anyone who has any interest in kaiju cinema. The the Gamera Heisei trilogy, well, quadrilogy, if you want to include, include the Brave, which I do. Um, Definitely the it, spiritual kind of capstone for the, yeah, the Heisei films. Um, a- absolute required watching. And, and that includes this movie. Despite every mistake it made, it is still a very, very watchable entertaining, interesting film that keeps your attention, gives you amazing monster action. And really as a Kaiju fan, like what else are you here for? So in that (laughs) respect, um, I'm giving it a very high eight out of 10. I know that sounds low, but the, the things that distract me from this movie are, are really big Mm -hmm. for me. So I still think this movie is great. And an eight is great. But for for my personal enjoyment, like those those things did that, that that happened in the technical part do keep me from enjoying it more than than I think I would. What about you, bud? I mean, I just all three of these movies I just I love so much, and this one, personal enjoyment wise, is I think I do enjoy rewatching it more than the first movie, even though I, I, I definitely agree. The first one is probably a better film. It doesn't matter the, for a personal enjoyment. I think this is still a 10 out of 10. I gave guardian of the universe 10 out of 10. This feels the same to me. And I do a dark middle chapters uh, of, of a lot of trilogies. So I feel like this one is sits, sits right here in the middle and this may be one of the reasons why I enjoy it so much. But yeah, the Monster Legion is one of my favorite villains in all of Daikaiju cinema. It's just such a, a creepy, well-executed design. And 
in in the same way that so much of the the weirdness and the disjointedness of Godzilla versus Biollante really works for me. This movie does as well. I didn't really even talk about the mu- music too much in, in Guardian of the Universe, but uh, almost all those same sweets kind of return for for this movie in, in a lot mm-hmm. of ways, which makes and them a very solid score too. so rewatchable. Yeah, we talk about how <laughs> how much a a film score can kind of hurt its rewatchability. This and so much of Heisei. Godzilla uh, is really, really rewatchable because of these amazing scores that they put together. But yeah, love Gamera, 10 out of 10. For the technical aspect of this movie, I am dipping it down a point. I'm giving it a 9 out of 10, which I think is what I gave Guardian of the Universe as well. But it is it's hard because I am comparing this in this time period to some of you know the other kaiju films. Um, and I think this probably is better than Destroya, but Destroya does have a better kind of story and better characters than this movie. So this one definitely falls behind in that category. The technical aspects of this film, you know, the pseudomation, the special effects are just so above and beyond. They're just so good. Um, mm-hmm. It really does feel like a Showa era story that they gave this modern treatment to in, in, kind of focusing on Gamera as the main character of the series and not a human character, which is maybe why they don't stick with your, a main human character for, for the movies. And they kind of switch it up in each film. Gamera is the main character of these Heisei films. Um, but yeah, yeah. Some of the elements of, of the script, CGI, they're not perfect, but they're so very close to perfect. I'm just talking it down one point to a nine out of 10. What about you miles? Um, so, one of the things that really bugged me was the the cost-saving measure of, well, we're just going to use still pictures mm-hmm. and link them together. And it is distracting. It's weird. And it's used on it's, several occasions. It's something that they do in a lot of Japanese media because that shows up in so many. Th- it really bothered me in I, I couldn't watch a lot of Attack on Titan. They do that a lot on Attack well, on Titan. Attack on Titan was another one that where where the um it was done on the cheap at first. Yeah. In, with by that studio because that studio had no money. Mm-hmm. Um it, it it changed when Attack on Titan became a global phenomenon. They had money, but when when that that, that the early that, seasons for sure. That, that first season, like they had they had very little money. Um mm-hmm. <clears throat> So it's 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 a cost saving measure, and that's fine. I understand that. And Dae is, I mean, that is part of their their whole thing. Is they are they've always been trying to save money. They are always trying to do certain things on the, on the cheap. This is something that visually to me is very distracting. It takes me out of the movie, and it, and that that it happens several times in this movie is a big detriment to me. Um, on top of uh, pretty much everything we've said about the human stories, particularly just just the scripting of them not being on par, um, also docks it. That said, all the actors, phenomenal. The basic story, excellent. The monster action, top tier, and some of the best destruction that we have seen thus far. So I'm, I am docking its technical, but not, I mean, really not a ton. I'm... I'm giving it an eight out of ten, but I want the, I want I want you to know that eight out of ten is specifically because certain things distracted 
from what made everything else great. Mm-hmm. Like the, the the still photo thing really, really took me out of the movie. And again, I just, if the human aspect hadn't dragged, I would not have known, I would not have um, focused on how how much they weren't written. With the with the with the exception of Asagi, because it's a character that we've already known. Um, so th- th- those things did really stand out to me, and and it did dock, you know, you know, two points. But at the same time, everything else is is superlative. This is a great movie, and I, I want I want it to be clear that eight is not a low score. Like that is something that we we certainly consider uh, great, exciting, effective memorable achievement and enlightening like it is all of those things this is a great movie Mm -hmm. i just i have to know i have to notate the things that did not work for me it's so funny it's like i said all the elements that desaroya was was held back from getting a perfect technical score on i feel like this movie excels at and vice versa um it's much much i mean i i only gave desaroya one point higher yeah yeah so they're they're very close in in that aspect um so what what about the evocative nature where's this stand amongst other kaiju films the time period this is the one i'm torn on the most Mm -hmm. because my initial gut was to give it an eight because i think this is a great kaiju picture picture i think it's evocative of what makes a kaiju picture great but i'm i wrestle with my technical aspects and like why that weakens the movie for me but the more I think about it, I think I, I need to give it a higher score just because even though so far for me, it's the weaker of the trilogy, this is still, this is top tier kaiju cinema. Like regardless of its, its very apparent flaws, coming to this movie as a fan of kaiju and a fan of, of monster movies and, and it would be remiss for me to say, oh, well, you have to see every single Gamera Heisei film. Well, if I don't think it's evocative of, of a kaiju film, even as an eight, like it doesn't make it a must see. So I, I, I do think this is a 10 in, in so much that I think like everything that it is attempting to be as a kaiju film is what makes the best kaiju film. Mm-hmm. And I think that this movie, despite its shortcomings, still achieves greatness as a kaiju film, if that makes any sense. Yeah. Uh, so a 10. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah. I'm, I'm right there with you. I do think that, I mean, this movie does so much extremely well and does so much that we have never seen really before in in this kind of scale in any kaiju film and really is really ahead of its time in a lot of ways that destruction of of sendai um you know we really don't get to see that widespread destruction i i think since the original gojira you know with uh, mm-hmm. with all of tokyo on fire one thing I didn't even talk about, uh, I think we talked about in our first holiday episode, was how few movies are set during the winter time in in kaiju cinema. This is this is one that yeah uh, bucks that trend. So I'm just sick of seeing hot like southern island beaches in in these movies. So it's very fun to at least start the movie in Hokkaido, where it is very snowy. Uh, it, it kind of like drops off as Gamera moves south. Uh, the monsters move south in, in the film, but it it, it scratch an itch. I didn't know that I had for for kaiju films. I think the monster is amazing. Like I said, the the elements that they they borrow from Ultra Q, from Godzilla stories, and kind of 
integrate into this kind of hardcore gamma universe. I, I really enjoy. And yeah, I do think this is, it is, it does feel like a, I guess a superfluous story when it comes to the trilogy of Gamera movies. But this is the one in my mind that makes him kind of the most heroic of, of the monsters. Cause you, you see that he's really putting his life on the line in mm-hmm. this movie, especially. <laughs> um, so yeah, it's, it's one of the reasons I, I love Gamera so much and it's setting him up for an even bigger kind of final showdown in the, Revenge of Iris, the, the next film, and the last in the, the trilogy. Yeah, so for Vodka Nature, I'm also giving it a 10. And that brings me to just about a 10. I think you're at a 9 for the films. Let's see. 8 and 10? Uh, maybe. You're, a, you're a, a high 8, round up to a 9. I'm a, a mid 10. Uh, it make, makes our podcast total a 9 out of 10 for gamer to attack of legion <laughs> it's it's pretty much where i figured we might end up because i didn't think you're going to give it as high a score as guardian of the universe but no great 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 film but i think it's on the i don't say the lower end of great that's on that sounds so backhanded but <laughs> i it's 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 really not it does not achieve the highs that the gamma franchise will achieve <laughs> for for gamma movies for the most part I'm, I am usually like one full point over <laughs> your your score. Sometimes two. The original Gamera, I gave a a nine to, and um, uh, Gamera versus Gyron, I, I gave a, a ten to, just because I love that movie and how zany. I mean, it's a fun movie. <laughs> it's the zaniest of films. Um, but yeah, that that brings, like I said, our podcast total for Gamera two to a nine out of ten for for the podcast. I love talking about these movies. I'm so glad we have we have one more in the 90s toward, towards the end. We got to wait yeah, a while, it's, but, but it's not next week, though. <laughs> yeah, we got to wait until like next year for for that one. Where, where can folks find us if they want to talk all things Heisei Gamera? Uh, you can email us at Kaiju versus history at gmail.com. You can reach us at Twitter or whatever you call it now at Kaiju versus history. I'm always going to go to our website, Kaiju versus history.com. <laughs> Rate, review our show, comment, share with your friends, let us know what you think. Check out our Letterbox account to see all of our reviews and watch our list of films. And come to the Cosmic Crit Discord where we have a Kaiju versus history channel where you can see. Patrick and I talk about this stuff every single day. Geek out about uh, new trailers, new toys, all that. Kind yeah, of stuff. I, I post a lot about new toys. <laughs> yeah. Um, Patrick, what are we doing next week? Oh boy, Miles, thank you so much. Love talking about Japanese kaiju films, but I'm very sorry to report we're leaving the shores of Japan once more and returning next week to the United States by way of Romanian village filming locations but a return to a story that we saw last in north korean kaiju cinema oh no that's right tune in next week for history versus galgameth <laughs>